Yeah, there there has been so many different fantasy medias out there that have said, do not touch the living weapon. Nothing good will come of it. <laughs> we already have in the world of Terror. do not touch the weapon. Nothing good will come of it. Uh, and yet the guy still touches it. And the first people that he kills are his allies. <laughs> so therefore, nothing, nothing good came of it. All right. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 96. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hatch. And if you're old enough to remember the days of FM radio, welcome to 96.1 Casual Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, only thing we play here, though, is housekeeping up top. That's that's the first track that's going to run on loop every hour. That's right, on repeat, baby. <laughs> so you can listen to us everywhere. Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Pick the platform you like. We just redesigned that page as well. Uh, and then, you know, follow that one or all the platforms because that helps us. If you go over to YouTube as well and follow us there, we appreciate that for discoverability. And then leave a like or comment. Um, but the easiest way how you guys have gotten us this far is word of mouth. Please tell a friend to instill fear in your enemies by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. I may have said that one before. I'm not sure. It's been a lot of episodes. Well, I, I mean, you're like we're we're pretty creative, but we're still human. You know, like yeah. we might repeat. Yeah, it's been enough time to where it's new again. So, and we have established before on our show if we say it, it's canon. So that's the first time you've said it, and now it's canon. You see, you see what I did? Well, you're human. I'm Darkin. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into it. So we're now continuing from our last episode, which is our Kane episode. If you saw that one or listen to that one, uh, depending on where you're listening to it from, uh, like we mentioned, Kane's story, both his stories and his uh, his bio, not very expansive, pretty straightforward, but we did get to expand on the previous episode using the cards. This one, we want to talk about one of his stories, which is his experience in getting the blade that we know as Rost. Uh, so for this episode, we're doing the story, The Blade of Millennia, um, which is the topic. Yeah, and we're very excited to dive into this because it's not that came. Uh, if you've listened to our previous episode, um, we like to harp on the uh, orphan origin story a lot. Yeah, and despite us harping on that, it's not that Kane is a bad character. It's just that the origin is lackluster. All right. Yeah, but when you get to see more of the character in a living and breathing world. You get to enjoy the character more, and this is our chance to really highlight that you know Kane is a Kane is kind of scary, dude. <laughs> you think I play League of Legends? Trust me, I understand. Um, oh God, this like we say, all good stories start in the middle. It's for you Star Wars fans, but this one actually starts at the end. So we have a scene of Kane standing confidently in the shadow of Noxstar or Noxstora. 
surrounded by dead soldiers and he's relishing in the fear and he kind of considers fear at this point his true weapon we talk about how he's the master of all weapons as he trained under zed uh, but sometimes he chooses to use his bare hands uh, but to him because he's that broken of a person fear is the true weapon that he wields and for the first time in years he's now set foot in his birthplace he's in Noxus. he's in search of this weapon this living weapon um, that we know now as Rost. If you've listened to our last episode, definitely check that one out first. Don't listen to the story episodes first. That's kind of a key key rule. But in front of him stands Nakuri, who is his brother from the Order of Shadows. And he appears before him not as an ally, but as a threat. Uh, and, you know, we, we've kind of covered uh, some stories involving siblings and League of Legends champions before. Uh <laughs> And we're going to have a happy ending, right? Like, <laughs> it's going to be a happy ending, right? Right? Like, no, Hedge. It's going to be a wrong. flashback. <laughs> because <laughs> we like those. We love those. Oh, oh even better. Flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so we hit the freeze frame. You're probably wondering how I got here. And we go back to... Uh, essentially Zed calling on Kane to inform him of a recent Noxus discovery. I know, no surprises. We know what it is. Uh, they unearthed an ancient scythe. It's a living weapon with darkened origins. That's no good. Uh, and it consumes everyone who touches it. So it's been wrapped in some chain mail with a sackcloth, and it's secured by a guarded caravan that is headed towards the Immortal Bastion. This is where we pause and we tell you to go back and listen to some of our Noxus episodes so you understand why the Immortal Bastion is the best place to put this fucking thing. <laughs> you know what? If you really want something to not get out, the Immortal Bastion is the place to go. Uh, <laughs> now, what? Now, an interesting thing that we get here as far as in this story, uh, because we've talked a lot before as far as how Ionia is a very spiritual land and it is a land that is not... Uh, they're not foreign to the concept of magic and they're yeah. not foreign to the use of magic. Um, and we see that with even within this story of like uh, the bios of Kane and Zed because they use shadow magic to perform their assassinations. But this story gives us a detail that even Ionian magic is not strong enough to destroy the darkened weapons. So we we get this knowledge now that it's like part of the reason that these weapons are still out and about in the world is that there are very few things in the existence of rune terror that can destroy them, uh, which kind of also plays into our favorite comparison of this story, which is the Sith relationship of apprentice and master kind of plays into why Zed is like, yeah, Kane, uh, go get that scythe. Yeah, I, I don't care how strong you are. You can't destroy it. And I know what living weapons do. So, yeah, you go get that scythe. You go get it. This is your test. This is your test. <laughs> if you come back alive, then you are strong. And I was right to take you on as apprentice. And if you die, who cares? <laughs> There's more where you came from. <laughs> There's always orphans. <laughs> uh, someone's gonna clip that and i'm getting banned yet again <laughs> 
so now, you know, fighting behind enemy lines alone would be daunting task for anybody, but this is kind of what the Order of Shadow does. They're known to be, you know, great scouts, great assassins for that reason. And Kane takes pleasure in that, you know, that very specific trait. So Kane begins setting his traps up. He's now there. Uh, and this is before sunset, because as you know, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, he uses shadows to his advantage for fighting mainly. Uh, and then he begins to do the devil's work, um, slinking through the shadows and dispatching the caravan guards with his bare hands, because like we said, that's that's one of his favorite weapons as well. The, the devil's work. <laughs> you do that a little too well. It frustrates me. <laughs> so Cain takes to terrorizing these guards. And until one man uh, he allows to run away, he kind of does the classic Joker type thing of, you know, you've seen my destruction. Now go tell a friend about the craziness that's coming their way. Uh, and this person ends up being struck down by Nakuri, who kind of plays more by the book. When I say by the book, I mean by Zed's book of being an assassin. So he's just trying to get the kills, get the job done and get back to his master. And Kane is immediately furious because he feels like not only should Nakuri not be here, he's impeding on what I find fun, right? The sickness that I take pleasure in. And he's trying to steal my thunder. And he tells him, you need to leave uh, or I can deal with you later if you survive this encounter. Uh, and this also like plays in because it's not just that it, he feels that Nakuri's out to steal his thunder. But remember for Kane, instead of like, only getting the pleasure of the killing uh, out of his missions. His goal is also to get to a point where he can take over from Zed. And so it's not just that it's like, oh, you're going to take my glory here. There's also this idea of like, what if Nakuri is a rival instead of just someone who is here to, you know, perform a mission. If he's my rival, I got to kill him too. Like, you know, cause again, this, these, these are not good people. They, like they, they, they get, achieve their goals by killing. All right. So yeah. it, Kane's goal is to get Zed out of the picture so he can be in charge of the, the shadow, uh, the order of shadows. And if Nakuri is looking at the same goal, that means Nakuri's got to go too. And all of this is probably going through Kane's head before we even get to see the living weapon. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> there's no way that the living weapon can make that worse, right? No, no way. I mean, it goes back to Annie's origins, right? <laughs> you have two sorcerers <laughs> hooking up in front of fire. Nothing's going to go wrong, right? Yeah, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's always fire around this kid, but it can't be anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> so due to this distraction of these two teammates essentially arguing on the pitch, uh, some more approaching guards notice them and they're like, hey, stop, you. And Nakuria immediately hops into action. Remember, he plays by the book. He starts taking out guards. Once again, this pisses off Kane because he likes to play around with his food a bit uh, and do it in style since, you know, he enjoys taking his time and pleasure in the killing of these soldiers. So then one of the Noxus soldiers gets desperate. Obviously, they're fearful for their lives. He grabs the scythe, which, listen, <laughs> you we, know what the scythe does. That's why they're here. They have that intel of what happens when you grab the scythe. It immediately starts corrupting them. 
Yeah, there there has been so many different fantasy medias out there that have said, do not touch the living weapon. Nothing good will come of it. <laughs> we already have in the world of Rune Terror, do not touch the weapon. Nothing good will come of it. Uh, and yet the guy still touches it. And the first people that he kills are his allies. <laughs> so therefore, nothing, nothing good came of it. All right. And this it really, I think one of the biggest things to take away from this, and um, this this is a this is totally, totally a, an ad from Riot. Uh, <laughs> the first thing to take away from this is don't argue with your teammates, all right? Nothing good will come of it. <laughs> like, you, know, like, you you gotta be the one that's bringing in the like don't bring in the BM, bring in the chill vibes. <laughs> If you break in the BM, you're going to get your whole team killed. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, for you forgot, Forgotten Realms folks, Caddy uh, Bree and Kazatea. I'll just leave that there and you do with that <laughs> what you will. It takes a, it takes a long time to uh, control a corrupted weapon. But anyways, so Kane does one of his moves we know from the game. And this isn't mentioned in any of the other stuff we've talked to this for this far. But he leaps into the form of the guard that's being corrupted. And while inside of him, he's able to see through his eyes, but he's currently being corrupted. So he's seeing through the eyes of Rost. And he likes what he sees. Um, there's destruction. There's flames. There's, you know, all the dramatic stuff. And then Kane, because this guy ends up falling to the ground dead, uh, kind of in like a smoldering charred mess, he leaves his body and the scythe is now sitting at his feet. So... He begins reaching for it, and Nakuri, who just kind of dispatches the last guard, tells him to stop because Nakuri wants the glory, right? It's kind of what he expected, uh, but Nakuri also knows who Kane is. They train together, <laughs> and he's like, if he touches that fucking scythe, it's going to be a problem. Uh, and guess what happens? <laughs> Nakuri reverses his grip. We're now back to the original scene that was set up. Uh, he switches his grip and he's ready to strike and then the sound from the weapon echoes in the air and it says who will prove worthy and originally kane thinks it's inside of his head because of the experience of you know seeing through his eyes whatever but nakuri's eyes are wide because he didn't expect it to communicate uh, that's bad. And in a uh, flourish in fashion, Kane uses some shadow magic, throws it in the air, does a twirl, Cirque du Soleil style, grabs it, levels it at his throat. <laughs> and then the weapon says, do what you must. Yeah. And that's where uh, we leave off. And, and I I do want to point out that there's like, as far as, you know, some positives here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the getting some to positives. look... <laughs> Quote unquote <laughs> positives. So when we get to actually see like Kane use uh, like his shadow abilities to go inside yeah. of the Noxian warrior, we get to see what is supposed to happen when someone grabs this scythe, right? Like the reason that this scythe and why all darkened weapons are a bad deal. We mm. get to see what is supposed to happen, which is that he doesn't get to see anything of the guard. He doesn't see anything of that guy was dead from yeah. the moment he grabbed it. He was dead. So when he jumped in there, he sees through rust's eyes. All right. That's what's supposed to happen is you take it and the weapon takes over. And the fact that Kane 
has not been taken over really does kind of highlight just how strong and powerful Kane is before grabbing the scythe all right like this is one of the reasons that he is able to compete with zed and be recognized by zed as someone worthy of being the star pupil to Mm. be the apprentice to the sith master all right like so that that's what's supposed to happen but it doesn't happen to kane and so like i do find it funny that like the story is trying to like it's starts with and ends setting up this duel between uh Kane and his quote unquote brother mm-hmm. uh Nakuri. It's like, yeah, like it's setting up this dramatic thing, but it even is highlighting that it's like there you know what's gonna happen. All right. Like, so it's it, going to all be League of Legends fans, it's like they we we have had plenty of Kane jump over a wall and absolutely ruin our lives. <laughs> we know who wins that fight. But someone who doesn't yeah. follow League of Legends and has no idea who Kane is, they would know at this point of like, oh, oh, the weapon didn't eat him. Oh, no. <laughs> Nakuri, run. Nakuri, run. <laughs> Nakuri, get the fuck out of the building. The call's coming from inside the house. The call's coming from inside the house. And they're, they're like, echoing over, the like, every phone line, just, like, like every phone in the house just starts ringing, and then, like, all you hear is, do the devil's work. <laughs> Or another one is the senators like do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh, so many great references, but that's where we leave off. Um, spoilers: If you listen to our last episode, he does go back with the weapon to Iona, which means he survives. Which, as he promised Nakuri at the beginning, Nakuri would not. So Nakuri is dead. If you can be <laughs> plot the points, um, he is no yeah. longer with us. Uh, uh, yeah, of course Nakuri is dead, because once I draw my sword, it must taste blood. <laughs> <laughs> it must feed. Uh, but yeah, this is where we leave off with Kane for now. Uh, as we mentioned in the last episode, uh, Legends of Terror released a lot of like cultist cards and weapon cards with tons of text, uh, similar to how Kane's card had a lot of text. So we'll be able to flesh that stuff out more in the future, and he has more stories as well, um, as well as featured in some comics. So listen, if you like Kane. As Hetch mentioned, um, if you didn't play the game, this is your first introduction to him. There's more to come as far as his story uh, and his uh, edginess. It never ends. Yeah. And it never ends. And and like you just mentioned, you know, they, Runeterra is o- opening a lot more content as far as the Darkin. And that that if you're enjoying the idea of like living weapons, yeah, they're, the living weapons are the Darkin. There yeah. are more of them. So... Yeah, if you want to listen to mortal souls being absolutely corrupted by magical weapons <laughs> and fighting for their ever-loving lives, yeah, stay tuned. We'll we'll be back with that. <laughs> we'll talk about tortured souls. <laughs> so with that, uh, thanks. Thanks for listening, as always. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah, take care, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>